last minute deal here. Sheila really uh, got sick yesterday, and uh, Colin, as always, jumped in and said, I'll help out. So thank you, Colin, very much. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I love this season of the year. I really do. It's a good time to do some reflecting. Anybody do that? Reflecting and looking back over the year and then looking forward to the, to the new year. Anybody ever heard of a term called pondering? Pondering. Anybody ever ponder? <laughs> Amen. That's deep thought, isn't it? That's deep thought. In fact, the, the definition of ponder is this, in case you just wanted to know. I looked it up for you. It's to weigh in the mind, to review mentally, to hold dear deep within yourself. Here's a word I like being a country boy, mull. Anybody ever heard of that word? To mull. Amen. To mull. What y'all mulling today? <laughs> Amen. And then to con- contemplate. That's a little fancier word there, to contemplate. So we're going to find out in our scripture today that there's a chosen vessel that, that, that God used mightily to bring his holy son into the world. Anybody know her name? Mary. Amen. We're going to look at Mary today and look at some things that were, was happening in her life. Let's, for our text today, read Luke 2.19. We're going to, for sake of time, not read all of these verses, but, and all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things, and what? Pondered. Everybody say it. Pondered them in her heart. And then let's jump forward a few verses to verse 33. And Joseph and his mother marveled. Another big word there. Marveled. Wondered at those things which were spoken of him. And then the last one here in verse 51. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. Doing some more pondering. Do mothers ponder? (laughs) Do they think about things? Do men ponder? Yeah, we do. They say that if you looked at a man's mind and a woman's mind, a woman's tends to be a little busier. Is that true? (laughs) Probably. Think about so many little infinite details. So uh, we're going to look at that today. We have three instances here. Of her pondering. The first one was Jesus has just been born, right? On that Judean hillside, and the shepherds have come there to, to Bethlehem to see this wonderful uh, Christ child. They've, they've had the, I call it electric light display already out on the Judean hillside. And so the star, remember that? It led them there, and they went, and, uh, and of course the wise man, the star also, but Later on, most people, most scholars think that could have been up to two years later. We, you know, we picture the shepherds and the wise men all there at the same time in the nativity scene. But anyway, we don't know the exact, the exact order. But that's one thing that, that Mary saw all this going on, saw the shepherds coming and uh, bowed before him and beheld him as the Savior. And uh, so, so we, we see her pondering these things. And then the second text today in verse 33 She's gone to the temple to dedicate her child. And there's a man named Simeon there. Anybody remember Simeon? And uh, just uh, God had him there by a divine appointment. If you read one of the verses there, it says, Then the Spirit led him there. 
that particular day? Is it, is it good to be led by the Spirit? The, he led him there, for he had, had told the Lord, I don't want to test to, not test, I don't want to see death until I see the Christ child. Well, guess what? God honored his prayer, didn't he? He gets to see uh, the Christ child there in these verses, and he blesses, he blesses the Christ child. Uh, there's so much, again, going on here in these, in these verses. In fact, he said this. He took him up in his arms, blessed God, and said, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word. For mine eyes have what? Seen your salvation. He knew. He recognized didn't he? And so Joseph and Mary are watching this all going on. They're taking him there to dedicate him, and they're like, wow, wow. So there was another confirmation to him, to them, right, that here is the Christ child. And then later on, of course, in that same chapter, Anna, she did the very same thing. My, I know my Redeemer is here. I, I'm, I see. I've looked upon him. The Redeemer has come. And then the last, the very last portion of Scripture I read with you is when uh, he is like 12 years old. And they've gone there again to present him as a man uh, unto the Lord. And we find the company going on a day or so journey. And where's Jesus? He's back at the temple, isn't he? Listening and, and astounding the, the most learned there with his wisdom. Here's a 12-year-old boy. And in that particular verse, in verse 51, she begins to think about these things very intently. How I many you know, uh, again... Uh, there are seasons in our life, there are times in our life when we ponder more than others. And this is really a, the time of year when I do, actually, all my whole life. Uh, I guess we're kind of laid back a little bit, you know, around this season. There's holidays, and I do a little more thinking and contemplating. So this is kind of what's going on in her, her life. So, of course, we know Mary was the, the, the one chosen by God. If we look into Luke chapter 1, she's there... Uh, uh, perhaps doing her devotion. I don't know exactly what was going on, but an angel appears, right? And, and tells her, hey, greetings, you highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Of all the women on the face of the earth, God chose Mary to, to be the one to deliver the Christ child. She had known no man. She was a virgin, and yet here she, you know, we're, we're going to find her questioning the angel about that. It kind of troubled her. It perplexed her. And, and, of course, the angel said, don't be afraid. It's all going to be okay. You found favor with God. Somehow, uh, Mary had found favor with God, and she was the one that he chose. I just want to say this today to you. God can use you. God can use you. You may not be Mary, but I'll tell you this. God can use you just the way you are. You know, she was a very important person, I believe, in bringing the Savior to the world. But I do want to say this. Her role must not be diminished, but neither must it be elevated or magnified to the degree that we worship her. Amen? I'll make that very clear up front. She was the one God chose to use to bring the, the Christ child here. But again, we must watch and guard and make sure we don't elevate her to a place uh, that God never intended that to happen. So uh, as, as, she's, as the angel is talking to her, she explains again to him that I'm a virgin, and he says uh, some things to her, gives her a word that you're going to bring forth the, the Christ child. So as we go through this today, you know, there, as, as I thought about this, I thought, you know, a lot of things could have happened to Mary here, right? Joseph could have rejected her 
right? Here she's pregnant. Uh-huh. Been slipping around. You know what I'm talking about? What's going on? What's going on here? He could have uh, rejected her. She would have been uh, in some uh, Jewish tradition, uh, or not Jewish tradition, but law, could have been stoned to death. And she could have been, uh, you know, her father could have rejected her with, with these goings on. And, uh, and her story about the Holy Spirit coming upon her, some people go, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, but we see that God had a plan through all of this, did he not? There, were, there was a lot on the line here. And I want to say this today, you know, there's some messages in the midst of all this. Don't wait to see the bottom line before offering your life to the Lord. Amen? Sometimes we want to wait. If everything, if all the dominoes line up and every, all the ducks get in a row, then I'll, I'm going to serve God. Don't wait! Amen? If God speaks to your heart, whether you're a young person or an old person, amen? Surrender to God and don't worry about the bottom line. Amen? Praise God. God's going to take care of you, and he did. I'm sure her mind flashed through this child's whole life. What are people going to say? What are my neighbors going to think? What about this? All these things were being pondered in her mind, but we find her making the choice to say, Be it unto me, thy handmaiden. Amen? I will yield. I will submit. I will surrender my life to you, God. God knew what he was doing when he chose her. Amen? He, she had found favor with God. So, you know, is it okay to ponder some things? Think about things. Cherish deep things. I've got some memories, you know, over my life as I look back, ministry and personal and family and just some things that uh, as, as I get older, I look back and I ponder some of those things. Y'all do that? There's, yeah, just kind of look back and reflect and and, and think deeply on certain situations in my life. And, you know, it, I think it's very important that we, uh, you know, realize that uh, I look back at mine and think, you know, my life wasn't perfect. But uh, bless God, here we are. Amen. And it's been a good life. What's that movie that comes out this time of year? It's a wonderful life. You know, I, I, we watch that every once in a while. What's the name, guy's name? Is it George? Yeah, James Stewart is the actor. I can't remember the guy's name. George Bailey. That's it. And, man, he's doing some pondering and thinking, isn't he? Got some decisions to make. I preached a sermon on that actually one time several years ago called It's a Wonderful Life. And it is a wonderful life in Christ, is it not? Hallelujah. So maybe you're here today. Let's, let's get into the, to the meat of this. You and I have a future to ponder, don't we? To think about, to reflect upon. And uh, whether it's family, ministry, career, finances, health, whatever it is, we find ourselves pondering and thinking on these things. And I just want to say today there's three options to, to choose. There's probably more than that. But here's three I wrote down. To choose as you ponder these things. We can face the future in foolishness and folly, right? Foolishness and folly. A lot of people do that. They just, you know, I watch people sometime and I think, man... Wow, how ignorant, <laughs> you, know, the, you know, the way they're, they're living their life. And, uh, you, you know, fool is a strong word here. Psalms 14.1 says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. I see a lot of people living foolish lives, prideful lives, living for themselves, not acknowledging God in any of their ways, much less all their ways, just, just living their life. And I call it foolishness and folly because... 
they're, they're acting in such a way, and I think this is what uh, the, defi- the definition of foolishness is in my heart, acting in such a way that we leave God out, as if everything de- depends upon ourselves, right? There was a man, you know, in the Bible that tried this. Remember that? The story of the, uh, where was it? The rich fool, we'll call it, in Luke chapter 12. I'll do this. I'll do great. I'll, I'll, I'll build bigger barns. I'll do all these things, blah, 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 I, 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 I. And immediately, God required his soul that night, didn't he? Very prideful, filled, very foolish, foolish man. He was filled with pride and greed. And, and if you accumulate wealth only to enrich yourself, you'll enter into eternity empty-handed, which is what he did. I want to lay up some treasures, don't you? Where moth and rust will not destroy or thieves break through and steal. Praise God. All of you that give so faithfully, all of you that work in outreach and ministries and stuff, what are you doing? You're laying up treasures. Praise God. You're not living your life foolishly. Somewhere along the way, someone's preached a message or you, your mom or your grandma or grandpa or somebody has told you about Jesus and you made a decision, didn't you, to follow Jesus. Lord, I'm in. I'm all in. I'm in with you all the way till death do us part, and then I get to live with you forever and forever and rule and reign. That, to me, that's, that's the best life, isn't it? I don't want to live my life foolishly. You know, Jesus, even there towards the end of his ministry, used the parable of the, the rich, I mean, not the rich, the wise virgins and the foolish virgins, didn't he? There were ten altogether. Five of them were wise Five of them were foolish. Five of them didn't make preparations, did they, for the bridegroom to come. So when he, the, the time finally started getting close, they wanted to borrow some oil from the wise ones that had brought extra oil. Another example of foolishness and foolish living. Some people just live that way, live their lives day by day, hour by hour, just panic mode almost from crisis to crisis, right? I'm glad that we as children of God Hallelujah. We don't have to live our lives that way. I have a hope. I have a future to ponder, don't I? I get to live with Jesus forever and forever. Can you top that? No. I'm talking streets of gold, baby. Walls of jasper and all kinds of different stones. And man, may we never forget that. As, as, as we, we, we've talked about it here several times, but this is temporary down here, folks. It's all, let's say it, temporary. The old southern gospel song goes, I'm just living in my temporary home. Anybody ever heard that? Yeah, anyway, back in the day. <laughs> temporary. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, I was, I've done a lot of driving the last, uh, well, Thursday and Friday. I mean, hours and hours and hours. My, my body was so tired when I got in late Friday night, like 15 hours on Thursday and 15 hours on Friday. And that's uh, 1,900 miles. This old man drove there in like two days, so I was tired out. But I got to thinking about truck drivers. (laughs) How many like truck drivers? (laughs) Is anybody here? I know we have some. Yeah, they're they're good folks. They really are. And and, uh, they're professionals. You know, they, they learn to look down the road, don't they? And, and not wait till the last minute to make an evasive action. And I, and I watch some of them. You know, I'm driving along beside them 70, 75 miles an hour going down this interstate, and the end of my trailer is about this far from their trailer. 
And I'm thinking, you know, it kind of <laughs> can make you get a little bit tense. I called Juan about three hours from home late Friday night and said, well, I texted him and said, I don't ever want your job. <laughs> he, he does this every day, just well, just about every day for a, a living. But they are prepared, aren't they? Is it important that we make preparations and not live our life foolishly? Number two, another choice we can make. We can face the future in fear. Are there people living in fear today? I've never seen it uh, so rampant. Is that a good word? The devil has used this thing the last couple of years, COVID and the vaccine and all these different things to, to cause people to just, there's people that are still afraid even now to get out of their house and go do and live their life. And one of the first sermons I preached during that, that time on, uh, towards the end of March in, uh, what would that have been, 2000, about when that all went down, was no fear here. Amen. I'm not going to live my life in fear. How about you? But, yeah, hallelujah. Some people, they, they do. And, uh, you know, most fears are learned. You tell something, somebody something long enough, they start believing it. And what happened is that's exactly what happened. Now a lot of the things that they were telling people they're finding out weren't necessarily quite true, were they? Shocker. Shocker. Fake news, right? Whatever you want to call it. But, again, most fears are learned. Did someone, uh, you know, sometimes we do it as parents. And, 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 again, we have to have healthy respect. There's a difference in fear and healthy respect. But any of y'all remember when your kids were little and the little plug-in in the wall? You taught them almost to be fearful of that, didn't you? You was like, man, that thing will light you up. If you stick your finger or your little toy in there, it's going to light you up. But some people, uh, again, they, they exaggerate the respect into something that I, I believe God never intended for man to live in fear. Somebody said there's 365 uh, different verses that, that talk about not living in fear. One for every day, right, uh, of the year. But, you know, it's, there, there's all kinds of phobias. Everybody understand phobias? I may hit on, yeah, I may hit on one of yours this morning. Uh, look out there and see if, uh, well, Travis is not here. Teddy, well, Teddy's here, but he's, he's gone somewhere. But Palatophobia is the fear of baldness. <laughs> Colin, the, the, the fear of baldness. Any of you guys worry about that or fear, fear of that? I, I, uh, I look up there every morning and see, I see less, there you go, I see less and less up there, but I'm not going to walk around fearful of it, are you? Yeah, yeah there, this too is temporary. We had one guy in this church several years ago that spent $10,000 <laughs> getting hair implants or I haven't seen him lately but I wonder how that worked out for him here you know 10 12 years years later but uh, aerophobia the fear of drafts Ab ablutophobia I hope there's no one here today this is the fear of bathing <laughs> ablutophobia acluophobia the fear of darkness sometimes we do our kids that way too on the dark thing don't we it's uh, so don't uh, hope, hope there's no one here afraid of the darkness, right? Uh, chronophobia is the fear of time. Uh, just run through a few fear of this. Cryophobia is the fear of cold and ice and snow. 
Some people don't like that stuff, so they, they just, you know, they're afraid of it. I like getting out in it myself. Let's go cut some donuts, right? Do some burnouts around in the snow. Those of you that drive a Ford or Chrysler, you'll understand that. That's the only time you can probably do it. <clears throat> do it. Do a donut. I always have to say it. Always have to do We always have to go there, don't we? Oh, man. Uh, Here's some. Anybody? Is is there a TV show on uh, hoarding or something? Was it called Hoarders? This that is called disposophobia. They're afraid to dispose anything, right? <laughs> dispose of anything. Equino equinophobia. That's the fear of horses. We've got a lady here, well, and Joseph too. They love horses. And now Bev, she's. I don't know that she's fearful, but uh, are you? It's a healthy fear. Okay. Great respect. Great respect for horses. Uh, and this was me. I don't know that I was really afraid of them, but when we married 20 years ago, uh, Bev had a cat. And, Carol, we were taught what? Not to like cats, right? To be fearful of them almost. I mean, cats will take a baby's breath away and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was it was ingrained in us as kids. And so... Uh, I don't know that I feared them, but I would kind of kick them out of the way, you know, if they were, I'll be honest. Well, she said, if you're going to marry me, buddy, you're going to have to learn to like cats because we're a package deal. Okay, let's put the law down. So guess what I did the first six months we were married? I walked around the house saying, I like cats. I like cats, you know. So I learned to like cats. Now I loved our little kid. In fact, when her... Our first one died. You know, I could have got out, guys, right then. Because, oh, she's, that cat's, I went and bought her another one. <laughs> so, so uh, anyway, here, here we are. But there's a lot of, are y'all getting this? There's a lot of phobias. Uh, geriascobia. Uh, geriascophobia. That's the fear of growing old. Some people, you know, get fearful about growing old. Hey, it's just another season of life, right? Just another, go with it, Right? You can get, there are some advantages. You can use that as an excuse. Well, I'm just old, <laughs> you know, whatever type, type thing. But don't, don't go there. And here's my favorite, though, and we'll quit this. Phobophobia. Guess what that is? Yeah, fear of being afraid. Fear of fear. There you go. That's it. Franklin Roosevelt said something. He said, the only thing we have to fear is what? Is fear itself. So true. You know, fear is the opposite of faith, is it not? It's a mindset sometimes from an experience that we had that we didn't necessarily like. But the enemy, again, here, here's the thing we have to watch, is the enemy can come in and magnify those fears and distort it. Does he operate in fear? There's a song we sing. Uh, what's the name of that song? Something about f- fear. Uh, you can't live here. What, what is the name of that song? Goodness, I just went blank on it. But anyway, I love that song. Every time we... Uh, sing that. I'm like, boy, that's powerful words that are going to get down in your spirit. God does not want us living our lives and pondering our lives and wasting our lives living in fear, folks. Y'all getting this? Hallelujah. Uh, Fear envisions danger ahead, but faith knows God has already gone ahead and taken care of things. Amen. Living by faith, that old song we used to sing. I'm living by faith in Jesus above, trusting, confide 
Ding in his great love from all harm safe in his sheltering arms. I'm living by faith and I feel no alarm. Hallelujah. Good old songs, weren't they? Man, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We live our lives by faith. And that's point number three. The right way to face the future is in faith. Hallelujah. There's fear or faith. Both ask us to believe in something that hasn't happened yet. Think about that a minute. Both of them are asking us to believe in something that hasn't happened yet. Which one are you going to do? Are you going to allow those bills and those things or or that, that marriage conflict whatever's going on in your life, to just be fearful and begin magnifying it in your mind and live in fear? Are you going to bless God, get into the Word of God, read the Word of God, get it down in your heart, and say, I'm living by faith. I'm trusting Jesus in the midst of this. I'm not going to worry about my future, about getting old, or about finances, or my 401K, or my Medicare, or whatever it is. Amen? I'm just going to trust God. I'm living by faith faith. Hallelujah. Mary demonstrated true faith. She said, what? As you wish, Lord, be it unto me. Be it unto me as you wish. That's the place to be, isn't it? Hallelujah. Just laying your life down before God. And Who was it? Jeremiah that said, here am I, Lord. Here am I. Use me. I'll go, I'll do, I'll say what you want me to say. Praise God. She accepted God's plan, and she trusted him with her future. Just in a moment of time, she had a decision to make as that angel sat there. She said, yes, I will. Praise God. She knew it was physically impossible for a virgin to be pregnant without a, a male, but she trusted God. Amen? She trusted God. God and put her trust in him. Some people call it the immaculate conception. I'm going to call it the miraculous conception. Amen. I sometimes have a little problem with that with that word if you do some roots word study on that, but it it was the miraculous conception. It happened one time in all the world. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, she learned to trust God. This is the right way to put our faith and trust in him as we Look at our future. Proverbs 3, 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord. What? Let's say it together. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Hallelujah. That's trust, isn't it? Saying, God, I'm yours. I'm sold out to you. I trust you. With my life. And there's, you know, if you're like me, there's some areas that we do good in on that, don't we? We excel at that. And then there's some areas that the enemy's always looking for our weakness, and he'll try to bring some little something in to cause some fear within our life. But I'm thankful today we have the power, amen, that authority from God. We can rebuke the devil and put him in his place, and he will flee from us. I want us to stand together today. This is kind of a a different day here as we enter into the, the holiday season. But I wanted us, you know, we're pondering. We are all pondering something here today. And 
The thing I want you to, to gather from this today is that live your life with faith in God. Don't worry about all these things the, the enemy and people want to clutter your mind with. Live by faith. Mary did, didn't she? Mary put her faith and trust in God. And as a, as a young person, I, I love seeing young people that have already, quote, got it. Amen? I love seeing They don't waste a lot of their lives. You know, I'm thankful for different ones as I look back over youth ministry and different things, different ones that made a choice to live for God. And I watch, I've, I've been around on this earth long enough now to watch it play out. The ones that chose Christ early in their life and see the blessings. They're school superintendents now. They're, you know, they, they own real estate companies, they mortgage companies, just, just the, the blessing that God has on their life. And then I see some that, you know, are, are, you know, it didn't turn out that way. They made foolishness of their decisions. They, or they lived in fear and was afraid to venture out. So, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's bow our heads. Lord, thank you today for Mary. Lord, in this lesson today from your word, three times she was in a season of pondering as she looked upon things that were happening and events that were happening in her life. Lord, we do that as well, too. We look at things and we ponder. And, Lord, sometimes the enemy wants to get into our mind and cause these doubts and fears and different things, whether it's in our marriage, Lord, or our business or our ministry or finances. He loves to try to magnify the problem. So God is driving down the road, Lord, Friday. Just you, 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 you dropped this, this message into my heart today, Lord, as I was pondering and doing some things about the future of this church. Lord, I praise you. We're in good hands. We're in good hands. We, we do not think about tomorrow. We take no thought for tomorrow, what we'll eat, what we'll drink, what we'll wear. But God, for we know that you feed the, the, the birds and the ravens and you clothe the lilies of the field. Why should I worry? Seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things, Lord, will be added unto us. So, Lord, we just praise you today. We praise you. Hallelujah. If you're here today and maybe you've been concerned about something and the enemy's tried to come in and cause some fear or doubt as you're thinking and pondering these things, just slip your hand up today. I want to pray for you. There have been some things on my mind, yes. I just want to let it go. I want to lay it down. I just want to lay it down today and give it to God. I have been so concerned about these things in my life. And God, I just, just if you want to today, those of you that raised your hand and, and really everybody here today, just hold your hands up heavenward. Say, Lord, I give it to you. I give it to you. I refuse to worry. I'm going to live my life in faith, trusting you, trusting you as my provider. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. As Colin sings this song, just worship him for a moment. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone and I'm no longer a slave to fear cause I am a child of God and I'm no longer a slave 
chosen me Your love has called my name And I've been born again Into your family Your blood flows through my veins And I'm no longer child of God and I'm no longer a slave to fear cause I am a child of God here at the altar today, Lord. I thank you and I praise you. Praise you, Lord, for this word today. Father God, that we can live our lives trusting you, putting all of our faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Lord, and someone here today has been praying about a particular situation. God, I just pray that you reassure them, and maybe you already have. God, that you're working. You're working in that matter even now. You're going to cause it all to come together 
for good in the name of Jesus. We now see through a glass darkly, but then face to face, Lord. We will look back and see and know and recognize the purpose and some of the pain that someone's experienced today. We'll understand that it was only a test. It was only a test. Lord, even as Terry preached Wednesday night, Lord, Job went through a test. But it all turned out good in the end. Lord, we've got to trust you. We've got to put our faith and trust in the living God. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name. I'm going to ask John and James to come today and uh, prepare to serve you the elements of communion. We're just going to, this season of the year, kick it off with remembering Jesus. We've talked about it today, but we're also going to share in holy communion today. And just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you came and you gave your life for us, Lord. Praise your holy name. You may serve the congregation. We're going to read a scripture here in just a moment. And, uh, well, actually, I guess I should invite you all to come up. Would you like to come starting over here, this section, and come